Let's go. Welcome to Citizen. We've got a special guest today. Aaron Elizabeth, you're, uh, uh, I guess, a conspiracy theorist. That's what people say. <laughs> That's what they call me. Yeah, mm. but it's my theories keep coming true. Which ones? Which ones came true? Um, well, I think I've, I've had I've had all social media taken away, but with with my Twitter account as proof, um, I mean, I have 15 year history there of saying in uh, I, 2015, I published the article, there'd be a virus coming from 2020 in China. And I said the vaccines wouldn't work in 2020. Actually, January 2020, I said they would have vaccines coming and they wouldn't work and they would mandate them. Uh, and the just things like that, I guess. <laughs> what was it in 2015 that made you think in a specific year there was going to be a virus? Well, it wasn't, you know, it it wasn't especially difficult in some ways because Bill Gates, I guess, can't keep his mouth shut and kept giving hints away. I don't know if he said specifically 2020, but I know in our article we did, but, you know, he said there'd be um, there would be a virus coming. It would probably be a bioweapon. And then, of course, when it did, then they try to say, um, that whether you call that the vaccine, the virus, whatever you want to call it, or what's happening in this world. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it is a, a bioweapon. <laughs> so, well, um, yeah, but thinking something's true and it being true aren't always the same thing, right? So what's what what, what makes you think that it's, uh, when you say bioweapon, that means intentional. So what, what makes you think it's intentional? Because like the the Occam's razor view is that governments are <clears throat> excuse me are intrinsically corrupt and anytime anything bad happens they're going to use that as an opportunity to gobble up power and, and resources but it's another thing altogether to cause the emergency right sure so i think they don't like to don't like the old saying don't let a good crisis go to waste mm -hmm. so i think we've we've got that going on and so you could say that it that whether it was accidental um although it was accidental that they let the bioweapon um, escape or whether it, it was intentional. Um, but I guess they could they intentionally, I believe, created a bioweapon. I just, I don't know mm. if they, um, and if they did do it purposely, then I don't think they did an incredibly good job with a 99% plus survival rate. So, you know, that's, uh, well, I guess it depends on what the, what the intent was, right? I mean, if you want to, if you want to bring people to heal, it's probably the right way to do it. Right can you elaborate on that a little bit um so. well yeah i mean so uh think of it this way you're a queen bee and all your worker bees are getting out of line it doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense for you know production's sake to kill all of the the worker bees and it's it seems a little bit better strategy to uh bring them to heal instead right uh yeah i hear what you're saying yes yeah that that's true we wouldn't just yeah i don't think it, they would want to just have us have us all uh you know wiped out <laughs> mm. and this isn't yeah. this isn't the first time in history that there's been some disease or another that primarily targets um you know the most at risk in society although this one was unique in that it didn't really affect young people that much um uh, or at all rather i guess i mean if you statistically speaking a nominal amount of children suffered any kind of severe consequence from this but old and fat people you know didn't do too well so True. Yeah, I True. mean, it's it, it does make you wonder, I guess, what the intent was. Like, I, I get the gain of function thing. I understand why some someone who's fucking stupid would think that's a good idea. You know what I mean? You can track that logic. It makes sense if you're an idiot and don't don't you know take risk and consequence into consideration how somebody would arrive at that. But <clears throat> you know, we went through the the paces of this debate. 10 years ago and banned this shit on like intentionally banned it. Right. And then, uh, Fauci just kept doing it anyways, which is interesting. Yeah, it, it definitely is. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to say that. Yeah, that's, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what my, uh, response would, would be. And I, and mind you, I, just to let you know, or your viewers, I'm getting a little over this concussion, but, um, I feel it's necessary despite that to keep going because it could take a while to to get completely better but i but i gotta keep keep going mm. um and uh yeah so sometimes i have a momentarily momentary lapse <laughs> it happens or i or i do funny things but um like i just painted the uh this part of the house a pretty wild color and, and my doctor said that's what you do when you have 
post-concussion syndrome. Mm. Um, but anyway. What color? The, uh, uh, I did a um, cool mint. <laughs> so it's pretty bright. But, I mean, yeah. isn't like cool mint uh, is what you would normally see in an insane asylum. So <laughs> yes, and that's um, what that's what people told me after I bought it. And then I'm like, okay, so maybe, I don't know, maybe it's fitting. Who knows? But yeah, it's a little, I like to think it, it's also a soothing, beautiful color, but you're right. It mm. is. That's, that's historically what we think of. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So you've worked fun. in, uh, 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 I guess what, what some people call alternative health. I mean, you know, th that's like saying alternative media, media is media and health is health, right? It, it's just, uh, yeah, I like we, to say that, that I, I work in, in health and <clears throat> the other is more of a sick care, you know, sick, yeah, yeah, you're talking yeah. health care now, it's more sick care, just managing, managing the sick. Yeah. And I've been, um, been speaking about vaccines for uh, many years, you know, over a decade and a half on, on social media. Um, and I just think this is different. It's unprecedented with having, uh, you know, the, the vaccine. Now, I just want to make it about vaccine. I don't know if we can talk about that, honestly, with the way things are in the world. I don't give a but, shit. I talk about whatever I want. If somebody's got well, a problem good. with it, they can uh, fuck, fuck off. Which yeah, is, it says, good. get fucked right here on my hat. So I like um, that. I like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've talked about that. And then, as you may know, the Biden administration, it made headline news that they pressured um social media to ban me on every platform um the only one that brought me back was was twitter but there were 12 of us targeted um rfk and a couple others no matter what people think of him he was targeted along with me dr mercola and uh, they picked 12 one has since died he has said the day before he was poisoned and then he died the next day um you know i still don't know an official cause of death but the um but yeah bottom line is that i was banned on every platform and then brought back in 2023 um, on on Twitter only, and then of course I have my a few alternative, what you want to call them alternative, the not the major social media platforms and mm. things like that. But yeah, it's yeah, it's it's tough. I lost, oh, I, I mean, I lost millions of followers just on Facebook alone. Although Facebook now is so censored anyway, I don't know. But you know, it's, it's Facebook, Instagram, and then I built up another following, and then they banned that too. Mm. So it really wasn't worth it, and I'm not fans of probably meta meta whatever they're called more than any other platform um but i just think that at least with twitter there's a little bit of truth allowed out there and i think with what you're doing with the podcast is the number one way to get the information the information out there because they, we were highly censored and especially i think the reason we were targeted and <coughs> the the administration the current white house administration picked i don't know why they picked us they claimed we were sharing 65 percent of all content about COVID and vaccines on the internet worldwide, but I, I believe that they just didn't want the truth getting out by any um, bigger names. And some of the people who were banned had bigger followings than I, I do. Um, just, you know, even questioning the narrative. It wasn't just about the vaccine. I think mm. it was about questioning the narrative, the origin of the virus. I understand some people believe there isn't a virus, um, but, but yeah, I, I mean, I just, I believe that it is. I mean, I know it's man-made, and what, what do you mean? Some some people believe there isn't a virus. What does that mean? I have a lot of people that um, that follow me, and even a couple medical doctors. There, there are a few medical doctors out there who believe that there is no virus because with a PCR test, um, you know, we aren't able to. And, and this isn't. I don't know if it's my area of expertise at all, but with the, they said we're not able to isolate the actual. Um, virus and and the inventor of the pcr test said it was never really made to to before he died in late 2019 a little bit mysterious stuff going on there and he spoke out against Fauci, but he said that um that, you know it wasn't really intended for the for this kind of use so some people believe yeah there's a few mds who believe kind of the terrain theory versus the germ theory theory and believe there isn't a virus so yeah there's a lot of different uh oh well that's uh that's retarded but the, I, the, the pcr yeah. test can't tell the difference between the flu and COVID. that's for sure like we right. we know so that as of uh 18 18 months ago i think we found that out and finally yes. uh the even the new york times had to admit that one which is always that's always a fun thing to wake up to when they have to retract some of the stupid shit they've said um what yeah. what got you into this in the first place not not the 2020 forward but th this has been something you've been into for a while now what what 
Uh, well, you know. I think the first inspiration was my uncle, my godfather, and um, he wrote a book in the 80s called, um, and it's not, I mean, people find used copies, I'm not trying to sell his book from the 1980s whatsoever, but he wrote a book called The Danger of Compulsory Immunizations, but I think it was really more than that. Um, he, he was my, he was, he's since passed in his 50s, um, but it, he, he I believe he saw that I was injured by um, the DTP. So it's diphtheria, tetanus, pertussis, and I had encephalitis after the shot. I was adopted. I was hospitalized many months after I was adopted, pretty sick, finally adopted from this orphanage. And the first thing they do is get your vaccines. And if I hadn't had a terrible cold, it hadn't been Chicago in January winter, and I had a cold, maybe I would have been okay. But yeah, I got encephalitis. And I think that inspired him to understand there were some kids who were sensitive to even the regular childhood vaccines and he wrote a book that um about some of the dangers especially for those of us who are more sensitive and then um it really came down to government mandates that or or, or now they have state you know they have state mandates they don't um, i guess they have some federal mandates but most um, every state mandates it for school but there are mm -hmm. religious some have medical me, some have religious or medical exemptions california basically has neither um so um, that was what really did it. And I was born pretty sick and um, in a hospital a long time and, and have had health challenges. So I think that inspired me to get into more natural health as opposed to the the sick care. And, um, and yeah, I think then even before I started the site 10 years ago, in, in a couple months, I think is our 10 year anniversary of the website. Um, I, I, I was interested a little bit in in, in prepping. I had done a couple articles before I started the site talking about that I felt there could be possible grid failure. You remember like Jesse Ventura even did whole shows about this, how how our mm. grid was, whether you like, you know. Yeah, I wrote, like I wrote my master's thesis on it 10 years ago on, oh, on, a, oh. on a grid failure. So yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a possibility. Okay, that's that's amazing. I love that. Wow, that's well. So yeah, sometimes I feel like all the articles I wrote, it's a it's a it's a lot, but um, that's that's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. So what what we what I started doing in two thousand five was um, to have an alter, alternative car. It was really a glorified electric car, but I wanted, and then you know, since I've um, yeah I, I've. Uh, it's advanced a little bit from that, but I wanted to be able, if there were grid failure to have, and this wasn't as common back then, but you know, solar panels, which our, our neighbors had growing up in the eighties, they had solar panels on their house that, and they were this ultra kind of conservative. I don't know if we were into, into politics or what people were back then, mm. but they're sort of these conservative, but they, they had, um, they had solar panels in the 80s, which was really not common. They were real high up and they're totally different than they look now and in the Midwest. So it wasn't like it was sunny all the time. And then they had all these crazy just just um, banks of batteries, which was essentially like a Tesla wall or battery backup. And so, I mean, that also inspired me back. So now it's almost 20 years since 05. Yeah, I guess we're coming up on 2024. So like 18 years ago to have a car that was um, that I could run off of um, solar and then have battery backup if the grid were to fail and then start with solar panels, which I've had on most of the properties I've owned since that I've I've um, I've done solar. So it you could it may not be considered off grid. <coughs> um, I'm in a couple groups with half a million people that are that are not my group since I had groups that size, but they were all banned permanently. But um, these groups will talk about if, if grid failure, they may have two or three battery backups, they'll have solar, um, they have a vehicle that they can run that they could run off solar, solar power. And, you know, they may be able to go for two and a half years. I mean, a lot of people say they can go five years, but I think two and a half years is realistic if there were grid failure. So that's, that's kind of what when I was um, thinking about some of the things, reading a little bit about your your podcast, I think that's what came to mind immediately because if people, you know, with with all that's happening in our in our world these days, um, I think one thing people could do is is just not be scared but be prepared. And if they, you may know more about this than I do, but I think having that 
that backup is um, is not a bad idea. I mean, we're here in Florida, so of mm. course we just had another hurricane and we were we were without power. Yeah, and it's great if you can have that. Uh, even if people understandably can't have the solar panels, then at least they may have some battery backup or at least a, a generator if they can. You know, if you're gonna have a generac or whatever to to be prepared. Do you have any thoughts on that? If you did a you did a thesis on grid failure? Uh, yeah, I mean, well. <clears throat> there's there's preparedness you know individually and then collectively and there's no i i don't know that there is a solution for collective preparedness to be honest because um <clears throat> if the it, so it, if the entire energy grid were to go down three million people die in the first month and it's old sick people kids that are in hospital people in hospitals that need attention they, they all die like yeah. there's nothing you can do about that because <clears throat> The generators that they have will fail within a week. Um, sure. And then after that, people just start dying because there's no way to take care of them. And there's also the expectation that, you know, um, the workers there are going to go back to their homes and take care of their families. Same thing with first responders, by the way. That's probably what would happen. If, if, yeah. if people figured out that it was going to be an extended period of time, um, they would collapse back on their own communities for the most part. And we would lose, <clears throat> like FEMA wouldn't exist. You know what I mean? Because FEMA is staffed by human beings. Human beings have families. They're going back to their families. This is the way it is. Um, yes. And it would also take at a minimum of 18 months to return the grid to normal, depending on what happened to it. Uh, the good news is, is that we have a bunch of layered technology, right? Because <laughs> the one time it, it, it is in America's benefit to be completely fucked up bureaucratically because we have all these different types of technologies across the country that are running these energy grids. So when something goes down, a lot of times they literally have to go make the parts to fix it because nobody makes them anymore. Um, right. <clears throat> but the good news is it would take, I think 12 simultaneous attacks, some cyber and nine of them would have to be actually in person to do that. So unlikely that it would happen in my opinion, unless it was uh, even, even an EMP, is gonna, we would have to replace a lot of equipment, transformers and stuff like that, but right. um, the nuclear power would still be fine, right? All that stuff mm -hmm. is shielded yeah. well enough to, to, to deal with that. But yeah, we'd be fucked. I mean, I think about <clears throat> if the, we would begin to restore some services over the course of the 18 months, but just for, for argument's sake, if we were unable, if, if it was a catastrophic, catastrophic failure we weren't able to prepare after 18 months about 285 or so million people would die that's the estimate because you don't have running water anymore you don't have electricity you have no way to sterilize things and where our immune systems can't handle living outside anymore apparently so it would be yeah, yeah it would be pretty bad so you should do something to at least to keep your family safe um but just having like if you're collecting stuff for the apocalypse but you don't have a plan to secure and protect those things with force, then you're just yeah. collecting them for people like me. Cause I'm going to come steal all your shit, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's a complicated situation and it, it's a good reminder that nobody can do any of this stuff alone. You know what I mean? Like it's important yes. to have those communities. This episode of citizen is brought to you by black rifle coffee company. Join the black rifle coffee club and get fresh roasted freedom delivered straight to your door. Black rifle coffee company is veteran operated and supports America's military law enforcement, and first responders. Get premium coffee delivered every month. Choose your favorite roasts, rounds, and delivery schedule anytime you like. Members also get free shipping and access to exclusive partner discounts. The best value you're going to get from Black Rifle Coffee is the coffee club. As again, you can choose the roast, whether you like light, dark, or medium. You can choose the texture. You can choose whether you want uh, ground coffee, whether you want to grind it yourself and get whole bean, or if you use a Keurig and you want the coffee rounds and the delivery schedule with a wide uh, array of options for that. Get 20% off your first order with the code CITIZEN. So go to blackriflecoffee.com, sign up for the coffee club, use the code CITIZEN and get 20% off your first order. This episode of Citizen is also brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Right now, Ghostbed is offering 40% off Ghostbed bundles where you get a mattress and an adjustable base. For everything else, 30% off if you use the code Bros at ghostbed.com forward slash bros. If you get 
the uh, 40% off deal, if you use the 40% off bundle deal, you're going to get uh, a mattress and all your stuff, your base, your sheets, your pillows, all this stuff for about 30 to 35 bucks a month. They've got a zero down, 0% financing plan for up to 60 months, six zero months at five years, uh, about the lifespan of the average bed. So it works out great for you, works out great for uh, the company. So go check it out. Go to ghostbed.com for slash drinker bros. Whether you're in the market for a bed, uh, an adjustable base, whether you just need sheets or pillows or any of that stuff, they got the best, the mattress protector, the weighted blanket. They have everything you need there, 30% off everything. Use the code DRINKINGBROS at ghostbed.com forward slash DRINKINGBROS. Or if you need that adjustable base as well and the mattress, get the bundle and everything else you add onto that deal is 40% off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of the people I know who have been prep preppers, for lack of a better word, I'm sure there's a more maybe hip modern term, I don't know, for like that have been doing this that I know for several, you know, two decades plus, um, they have a good network. And I think we have a pretty good network. Um, we're on a couple acres here and grow um, our own food. And yes, I realize that there, you know, the vulnerability, if the grid were to truly fail that um, it's, you know, there's no, I, I get it. There's no, there's no guarantee. And, um, and that you better have that stuff secured. And uh, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not easy, <laughs> you know. That's why. I mean, yeah, we're, I, there's there's no guarantee, but I think it's still better than. I'd rather do that than um, than not have some kind of plan in place. And yeah, we sure. have a plan in place to yeah. secure to secure those things. Um, I'd really rather be. I mean, I we are an unincorporated, you know, considered. We're, we have farms around us, um, but I, but yeah, I'd even like to be sometimes more farther removed from society, but still help other people. We have a network um, of folks and a lot of them also grow some of their own food and have um, means to some of them. I know a few that, um, I mean, they're pretty hardcore where they're growing a lot of stuff and they have, um, even in Florida, which I didn't know was possible, they have like a root, a couple of our friends have root cellars a little bit north of us. Um, so underground root cellars where they can keep their food and, um, you know, they have a plan. So things like that, I don't think are, um, I mean, I understand people don't need to be going all out or getting maybe a huge farm and, and building a root cellar if they don't already have one. But um but yeah, I don't think it hurts to for some kind of preparedness. And like you said, you better be able to uh, to keep your 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 family <laughs> safe and, and uh, your yeah. That's that would be the hard part. Like yeah. you said, if literally there was true grid failure, and if the grid fails, then obviously there's not going to be the food coming in. And I think that might be worse than people going without yeah. uh, electricity or water. Well, I think everybody has this idea that they're just going to go raid their local Walmart or Target. It's like, yeah, you're the only one that thought of that jackass right, right. Um, yeah now i want to talk more about this vaccine stuff um because sure. i think this argument kind of mostly comes down it isn't <clears throat> the argument isn't about efficacy or not i don't think i think it's about managing risk in society and then who should be in control of that and you know different countries have different ethos in that regard but i kind of felt like our country was specifically designed to return as much power uh, if not all power to the individual or the local government, you know, it's called federalism. That's our fucking system of government. Um, <clears throat> but it would be hard to make the argument that the polio vaccine wasn't good. It was obviously good, right? Uh, measles and mumps, while there might be some side effects from that, uh, you know, those seem to have worked out all right. But there are, um, like, DTaP encephalitis. Encephalopathy is, is one of the major, acute encephalopathy is one of the major side effects from the DTaP vaccine. And it happens, the, the injury happens uh, regularly. It's not, it's not uncommon that it happens. So I kind of feel like <sighs> the individual should be able to choose what goes in their body or not. Even yeah. if it's polio, like, look, I, if you want to get fucking polio, go ahead, dude, that's on you. Right. If you want to fucking be in a wheelchair for the rest of your life, good luck. But or at least to maybe divide up the, you know, the tetanus. Uh, I understand people <clears throat> really want that tetanus. So maybe have the D, T and P separate like they used mm. to have the MMR. You know, yeah. that would be a, I know what a lot of doctors have suggested for starters. I'm not saying, you know, I'm just I think that to play devil's advocate. Yeah, if they would if they would or not do so many. A lot of people will do um, a reduced or a delayed schedule as opposed to, oh, let me get the MMR today and the D tap or, you know, for my baby. You know, mm. they, they may. 
um, just, you know, do one or the other instead of six or we have 72, 72 shot, uh, scheduled vaccines um, or shots now for, for kids um, where when, <coughs> when I was, when you and I were kids, no matter what our ages, it was a lot less. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it was like six, maybe. Yeah. Something like <laughs> yeah. that. It was, uh, we didn't do yeah. polio anymore, but I do think we did mumps and measles uh, which is, yeah, well, MMR. They probably did an MMR. Yeah, yeah, MMR. And then I don't, a DTAP was still separate back then. So it was a couple of different things, but it, they weren't all together for sure. Like I, yeah. I do, I remember having to go get shots. Um, I didn't get any as a baby. I remember having to get them before I started four year kindergarten. And then again, in like the second grade, maybe I don't remember exactly what it was, but I, I do okay. remember that, but it wasn't like 72 shots. I mean, what the fuck are we doing here? I, here's what I don't understand. Uh, and maybe maybe I do. It's just the hubris of humanity. But thinking that we can continuously outsmart nature somehow seems like one yeah. of the most warped part of the human psyches. I, I just don't understand how that's how people think that we're going to outsmart nature. Yeah, I mean, they were even talking a while to have vaccines for cholesterol, vaccines for everything. And, and yet at some point, you just want to think maybe we could um, you know, eat, eat healthier. And that's a whole other debate, you know, but, but eat, eat different foods than I think everyone would agree these, these processed foods we're eating, but yeah, people can look up in mainstream news about how they're still trying to develop a cholesterol lowering vaccine. You know, can't, there's not going to be like, can't be a vaccine for everything, but I would agree with what you said is he's very well said because I mean, yeah, we, we can't just keep coming up with, there's not going to just vaccinate everything away. You know, so, uh, and I think the same uh, for COVID. I was really surprised how many people were getting the boosters, especially with it being an mRNA, you know, still really a very new vaccine. And this one's brand new. Um, so uh, it surprised me to see how many people were getting the boosters. And then I, I just, you know, on, on social media or even maybe more so than in the real world, if you're just out of friends with some other people, um, where people are really open and they'll say they can't believe people aren't getting the booster. There must be disease. They must be so diseased, you know. So there's just we're very it's pol very polarized right now, as you know, in this world where it's either just one total extreme or the other. And I think at some point we've got to come together. And I almost feel like what I feel like there's maybe some dramatic thing that brings us all together because. Um, because we've just gone so far on these this divide. Mm. I mean, there are people who get along, but they're all on this side and then this side. It's I've never seen anything like it in my lifetime. So. Uh, yeah, it's uh, sorting, right? That's that's what we call sorting. it. That's the sociological principle, sorting. It always happens, but usually it's about different stuff. So <clears throat> uh, think about 16th century England, right, when Henry VIII was trying to do whatever the fuck he wanted to and, 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 yeah. you know, uh, kind of dissolve the power of the papal states in, uh, the United Kingdom. Um, certainly some of his dear friends and trusted colleagues were put to death because they wouldn't leave the Catholic church. Right. Uh, so it's yeah. been, it's like primarily we've organized around religion so far. Um, and now in the West, you know, modern West people have kind of lost their religion. Um, yeah but it does appear that they've chosen something else. It's politics now. It's like, that's right. how, that's how you're like, oh, I'm a, I'm a Baptist, I'm a Catholic, I'm this, I'm Muslim, whatever. But now it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, and people don't say liberal or conservative anymore either. They don't use right. those words anymore. They use some, some other kind of identifier, but that seems like how people are sorting themselves now. Now it's, <clears throat> we're, in, we're in the second stage. So there's an informational sorting that happens. And then there's a geographic sorting that happens as well. And, you know, usually what happens is the more affluent people in a certain subset of, of ideology will be able to move to a place that more closely resembles how they think. Uh, but people who, uh, you know, are not affluent, people who are impoverished kind of get stuck wherever the fuck they are. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So it, it's we're, we're in that period now where a lot of people are kind of stuck places. I have a lot of friends in California who are single parents or. They work, you know, uh, middle wage jobs. They're kind of middle, lower middle class. They can't just pick up and leave, you know, like everybody in Hollywood can. So we're in that period now. It's going to be interesting to see how it continues to play out um, because well, for, for, for what it's worth, if you believe the idea that there's a globalist government, 
trying to uh, uh, dissolve America's sovereignty, which I think there is. Not, not a global government, but definitely a global movement to do that. <clears throat> it, does, it is helpful for them to have as many dissenters in one geographic location as possible, right? That's, that's something that, that people should take into consideration before moving to Florida or Texas. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's true. And I, I lived in California 10 years and I also know a lot of people stuck there in different parts of the state um, that, that are again, single parents, they can't move or they have elderly parents there, they, they are trying to help or don't wanna move away from or you know, all different scenarios. But yeah, I mean, I'm here in Florida and uh, have been here I mean, I left California for Florida, and it's I've been here many years now. But um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see what will happen, and uh, it's wild how incredibly expensive Florida has become. And I do worry um, about the people. You know, the, I mean, really, it's the working middle class that are the ones struggling or working two jobs and just trying to. And there's part of me I was thinking about before I went on. I wanted to say because I've been guilty of this is overworking, working so hard. And, um, and it's, it's not, you know, it's actually, people say that and in the US, especially our Western culture thinking like one would be bragging and I'm not bragging about it because I was like kind of a workaholic and it's not healthy. And I, my, I sacrificed my health because of it. And um, I think that people must remember with all of this going on too, that they've got to put their own oxygen mask on first for those single moms or if it's a two parent family or whatever it is that um, that they want to be able to uh, take care of themselves. That would be something I would say for listeners out there to remember to, even though that can be difficult because I listen to what people are saying and, you know, so many people are literally working. If they're not working two jobs, they may be working um, a hell of a lot of hours and uh, because they're, you know, just trying to make ends meet or uh, whatever the situation may be. So yeah, and, and inflation and, and everything else. And the globalist plan is probably all part of the plan. So well, what do you think the globalist plan is? We are the worker bees, <laughs> like you were saying earlier with your analogy about the queen bee. Um, oh gosh, you know, I've been trying to figure that out. I think that's like the, bil you know, multi-billion, the trillion dollar question, because I don't know, I mean, I'll, I'll try to figure it out. And at first I, I, I thought that, okay, they want to have this virus. Some people say they just want to take out a little bit of the population. It's a depopulation thing um, or keep the people sick. And, but then some days I wonder if there even is a plan because sometimes it just appears to be <clears throat> pure madness. And that's the most scary of all sometimes when I just think, yeah, how about you? Do you have an idea what you think the plan is? Well, I do wonder, uh, you know, uh, if there's a plan or if you know certain people at certain people globalist people like you know um soros and the wef and people like that are just reading the tea leaves you know what i mean because thing this is this stuff happens in in civilizations throughout all of human history you know power is absorbed extracted changes hands from time to time and blah 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 but the aristocracy always manages to find its way to the top in one way or another usually it's through uh <clears throat> usually it's through influence and wealth but sometimes other means um see i don't know it's uh there's an old there's a there's a razor don't imply malice when incompetence will suffice you know um oh, yeah. <clears throat> and i think yeah. i i do think like 9 11 for example people a lot of people think that it was it was an inside job or whatever. I, I don't I don't know that I believe that, but I do think certainly the government knew that something was coming because everybody was talking about it at that time. And <clears throat> you know, it's hard to argue like if you if you just if you just sample on the result, which is that if you were if you were a government and you were gonna do a black flag attack, which we know the US government planned in uh, uh, the 1960s with Cuba, they were going to fake Cuba attacking America so we could invade Cuba. Um, yeah. If we if we wanted to invade the Middle East, that would be a good way to fucking do it, wouldn't it? If we wanted to instill something like the Patriot Act and erode people's civil, civil liberties, or if we wanted to immediately overnight add 180,000 new federal jobs, that would be a good way to do that as well. Um, right. So it's hard to, <clears throat> you know, that doesn't necessarily make it true. But it does 
raise uh, some suspicion. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's yeah, that's true. Do you worry that I, I, my concern, too, is that and that, you know, this the, I, and when I say younger generation, I'm just even talking about people, you know, anywhere from from teenage to to 40 something. Heck, maybe in their 50s, they just don't I don't know if they're really aware of what could happen. I mean, before, at least it, it appeared I, even the band Black Flag, you make me think of when you mention uh, black flag, which I, I know what a black flag is too. But I mean, back then, even the, our musicians were, uh, w w people were talking about that. It was in, it was in pop culture. There were songs being written about it by punk bands and, you know, what, what was happening or, or government. And now I guess when you, there's again, that alternative music, but if we listen to what, um, what, I mean, I listened to different music when I was 20 and but and and I would listen to that kind of music. But now there's they don't sing about that. Justin Bieber and Katy Perry and Taylor Swift are not singing about you know government takeovers. Mm. So I just wonder if people even understand what you know. It's even not even government takeovers, but the globalists are questioning their, their government. Or I mean, I, I think that so many of the young people have just been blindly taught to um, to trust it. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think there's, or maybe there are more awake people than I than I realize? And, and I mean, I know there are some, but um. well, I mean, I, it's it's complicated, right? There are a lot of people who will believe whatever anybody in authority tells them because they're too dumb or lazy to, you know, think for themselves. Um, yeah. Certainly, and <clears throat> you know, health, diet, and health, generally speaking, has been one of those critical areas for about seventy five years now in the U.S. Um, like the, <clears throat> the food pyramid, the drugs that we've been given, tobacco, blah, blah, blah. You can look in any direction and find a way, uh, a lane, not where the government was wrong, but where they outright lied about the evidence available. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, yeah, like, uh, preservatives, D, uh, BHA and BHT and things like that. And then, um, sure. which are linked to to fucking depression and ADHD and all this other stuff um yeah. and then the pro probably the the worst was corn syrup high fructose corn syrup because our the rate of diabetes has shot up like 3000% in the last 25 years um, yeah no it's, it's absolutely yeah it's absolutely yeah wild. And, it's and, weird. And if you the European <clears throat> European nations you'll see the food is i mean i I've, I've lived in in Europe, and of course, I think they're. I'm glad I really, I'm really glad I was in Florida during 2020, 2021, and everything. But I mean, because I have friends who were over there, and it was really locked down like, can't leave your place except to run to the grocery store, locked down. But on the other hand, I think they have a cleaner food supply than we do. I mean, yeah, there's just, there's 17 yeah. ingredients in foods, uh, common, mm -hmm. commonly in American foods that are outlawed in Europe. So um yeah that's definitely the case and it, it isn't just the food but that's like a if they'll if they'll fuck with your food and your water you know like flint and things like that that's yeah wh why would you expect them to be honest about anything else and it's <clears throat> uh the gelman amnesia effect right it's like uh if you're reading the financial section of the new york times every day <clears throat> looking at stock tips and you keep trusting the paper uh, even though they're wrong every single time, it's called the Gelman amnesia effect. And we, oh, I know boiling frog. Tell me about Gal Gelman and amnesia effect. Well, that's so what it's, it is. It's like it's like when you continue to you persist in trusting an authority that's demonstrated that it has no authority, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is why, like, <clears throat> excuse me. Unfortunately, the vast majority of the people that are involved on uh, the side of trying to, I guess, wake people up have some kind of ax to grind or they have some kind of product to sell. We need an epistemology that is absent commerce. That there's only that's the only way that this works. When Fauci refers to the science, a lot of people believed him because we <clears throat> we believe in the the scientist who's just doing the work, who's just publishing the data. But that shit doesn't exist anymore and it, what part of it is, you know, to be able to get funding to do the study in the first place or to get authority to do the study in the first place, you have to play by everybody's rules. We saw this uh, guy just last week said that he doctored from Cal Berkeley, I believe, doctored his study results just so he could get it published. 
Um, right. That that is that is the standard now. It's either that or somebody has like, oh, these vaccines are wrong. Here, buy this fucking product I made in my basement off the internet. It's like no, there's there's a lot of room in between those two options where we can fucking figure something out. But <clears throat> I think as many people distrust the government and distrust authority figures now. Uh, they're starting to catch wind of, and this is just how it is. Grifters show up when there's, when there's somebody to be had. It's, it's just yeah. like, there's a, there's a modern snake oil movement going on right now. And I feel like people are probably more likely to stick with the devil they know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. No, it, it's true. And I was just talking with a friend yesterday, um, who, Hey, I don't know. He's, he's an activist. I mean, he's known just because he's an activist and yeah, we're just like, gosh, we see all the people really there are people and i know people too that that do really capitalize off it and we're just like i think we're just activists at heart heart because i'll spend hours you know trying to ration like rationalize with a handful of people like i can um you know and and i'm thinking this isn't working you know and yeah so we we're just like yeah we're just just activist at heart but um but yeah and there's a lot of people then that came in in 2020 who had they never, and that's okay. I, I get it that, you know, they may have really felt a calling to do so, but there are some who've just kind of appeared out of nowhere and they've got, they're selling this and this and this. And, you know, it's just like, wow, that they, yeah, they jumped on that too. On the other, on the other end, not the globalists, um, you know, not your Bill Gates Soros, but uh, people kind of jumping on another kind of bandwagon. Another, I mean, Gates and <clears throat> Soros, I suppose, are like the ultimate grifters. Um, another thing I was going to say too that you know Soros Vice wrote a lot of the bad articles um, about us that were were fake and they went bankrupt. I mean they just kept posting so much false information. Vice used to be actually pretty and there's a, there's a point to this used to be you know they did a lot of stuff on cannabis and and some truth telling journalism and I don't know what happened if they got bought out or what happened but they went bankrupt. They wrote a lot of fake articles and Soros just bailed them out for four hundred. I think in the end it was supposed to be 400 million. It's between 250 and 400 million. I don't know what the, no one knows maybe what the exact number of hundreds of millions that he gave this corrupt, bankrupt, you know, vice uh, publication, uh, excuse for journalism to continue on <laughs> and to, to just keep, to, because I think there's two things, um, you know, you were talking about one of them, but the other one is, um, you have the politics or the globalists, but we also have the, the media because, yeah, people are being fed. I mean, I see every day people go to the page and they're like, but I read on, you know, Reuters or factcheck.org that the vaccine safe and effective, you know, of mm. course, or I, I Google this. <clears throat> you know, Google is basically it's like a pharmaceutical company and they're only going to have come up what people want to see. When they say, is the vaccine safe or effective? Or is, what about Bill Gates? Oh, Bill Gates is a great guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. He was a with Jeffrey Epstein. He's a great man. He's saving humanity. He's a philanthropist and a, an upstanding citizen. <laughs> you know? So people still will believe what they're told. And that's what surprises me. I, I can't, I mean, I was glad that there were people who stood up to it, but I think what happened too, like, I, my mom, she won't, I don't think she'll see this so I can say it, but she started out, she's, this woman, I'm adopted, so my parents are a little older. I mean, she's 82, and my dad had passed just before COVID, and she said, this is a bunch of crap. I'm not putting up with it, and she doesn't swear a lot. I'm putting up with this bullshit, and she she said, I'm not staying inside where they're full of crap, And but by the end of it, she's in Chicago, won't leave Chicago, stubborn, and so by the end of it, what do you do when you're in your 80s, you're in front of that television, hearing that regurgitated spoon-fed news, and her doctor, and you know, that generation is taught to trust their doctor, so, you know, she's being told, you know, you gotta get the shot done, you hear about <clears throat> so-and-so just died, and he's younger than you are, and and then the news is telling her this, and Fauci is on, and, and so by the end, then she did. I think she's coming out of that now, but I, I really thought, nah, and I don't, we, we all wonder like, would my dad, would he have, you know, would he have fallen for this kind of psyop what's happening? But I don't know, because he's not here. I like mm. to think that he, he would have really, uh, that he was always taught, telling, teaching us to question authority. He had a bumper sticker that said question authority, but um, you know, I just don't know. So it's, it's interesting though, how people kind of became bamboozled or had the wool pull over their eyes and especially for the elderly. And I'm not saying she needs to be running around 
you know, in crowded malls and grocery stores, but certainly having her church, you know, whatever people are, the religion is, her religion, she's Catholic, and have her church taken away and her, um, you know, her, her book club for, I think, years in Chicago and, and everything, her volunteer work and not being able to do anything and putting that, so much of that population, even, even if she wanted to go to those things, she couldn't. They were literally taken mm. away from her and closed <clears throat> down, shut down, locked down. I just think that imagine what it does to the elderly or to children. You were talking about kids earlier. And I think with, um, right, they weren't affected by COVID. It was nothing for kids. And even Israel did this published study, peer-reviewed study that said no people under 50 um, were really, uh, that were, if they were healthy, they didn't die from COVID. If they were healthy, if they had a lot of comorbidities, um, but you wonder for the children, the psychological impact that it had on them with having to be forced to wear masks and have dividers at school or not be able to go to school at all. And we saw an uptick in suicides because these kids were, um, you know, I, I know one friend of mine has a daughter 16 or now she's probably 17 turning 18, but she was 16 at the time. And the, the parents, she'd been with her boyfriend since 14, they were in love and, you know, she's turning 17 and, and they weren't allowed to see each other because she wouldn't get the vaccine. But before the vaccine, um, they wouldn't let them see each other anyway. So ultimately she lost who she felt was going to be the love of her life. She's in, and you know, who knows, but um, yeah, that should never happen where people lose their loved ones because they can't literally <laughs> aren't allowed to see them and, you know, or they, they die without them. So. Yeah. Vice is uh, <clears throat> that, well, we know that we know the effect it had on kids. Um, I don't, I don't know that, I don't know to what degree the, teen suicide situation is connected because that that could also be a result of uh, hormonal imbalances and and just general sure. ni nihilism with society as well but <clears throat> as far as uh development education you know the one year out of the classroom cost them about three years basically it's a it's it's there's a principle called traction uh it's a lot easier to keep a stone wheel rolling than it is to get it started in the first place. And once you start, stop it, you have to restart that whole process all over. Now yeah. <clears throat> with the media, because it is part of our collective epistemology. When, when Walter Cronkite would say things on the news, people would believe him, right? That's the news sure. that, that and, and it's, it's a, it's a sacred thing. It's like, you don't lie to people using the news. Although, throughout all of human history, governments have manipulated the media, but that's at least how we felt. Now, <clears throat> Vice is a really good example of how completely full of shit every media company on earth is. So yeah, they did some weird druggy bullshit. Uh, they did some good investigations though, like the Khashoggi uh, murder in Saudi Arabia. They covered that pretty hard in 2017. And then in 2018, uh, I'm sorry, in 20, yeah, in 2017, um, 2016 and 17. And then in uh, early 2018 or late 2017, um, Vice was about to go bankrupt for the first time and they took $200 million from the Saudi so uh, Sovereign Wealth Fund, right? Um, and then and by 2021, they had opened up an office in Riyadh. So they went from being banned in Saudi Arabia to having an office there that's funded by the, the royal family. Now... It wasn't until this year that when they were going to go bankrupt again that Soros got involved. So now you have the Saudi royal family and George Soros as the primary funders of this, you know, massive media operation. Those are two of the worst people on earth, right? MBS, yeah. uh, the Saudi government, which is responsible for 9-11, um, and then George Soros, who's responsible for all the commie bullshit that's going on in the U.S. right now. Those are the two people running Vice right but it's not unique to vice it's just obvious because they don't know how to shield this stuff if you look at the <coughs> excuse me if you look at the stock for uh news Corp, which is fox news or cnn or ms or nbc as a uh, as a as an entire organization you're going to see uh blackrock vanguard and state street at the top of ownership yeah. of every single one of them at those three companies combined own a minimum of 20 percent of each one of those companies yeah. And, you know, they're not working for you. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, so I, I think 
all of this comes back to, you know, what like society and how government operates in a society and how they use the media and our, our differences as a, as a population to try to keep us at each other's throats. But in reality, <clears throat> they are and always have been the enemy. The aristocracy is always the enemy of the people. Um, and if they can keep you distracted enough with, you know, racial shit or gay shit, then, right. then I get, they, they yeah, they, they, they think that they can <clears throat> control you. And so far they've been right because we're too goddamn stupid to be like, Oh no, wait, I don't care what the fuck you look like or what you're doing. I don't give a right. shit. That doesn't matter to me, but I do care that my like civil liberties are being eroded. And that's why I tell people, <clears throat> people that are like, they, they, like communism is stupid. Socialism is stupid. We've tried. It doesn't work. Um, capitalism we've tried. It works to a certain degree until the general public takes its eye off the ball. And then crazy assholes and the aristocracy will just extract all the wealth and power they can until it fucking deflates like a, like a beach ball that's been stepped on. That's, that's how capitalism works in the society too. So it's like, I mean, what are we going to do here? Pete, Pete, this is why I started the show. You can either bitch and moan about your rights, complain about the other side or whatever the fuck you want to do and wait for somebody else to secure those rights for you. And you will be a subject under their rule, or you can secure the rights for yourself by performing the responsibilities required of you to do so. And that's what makes you a citizen. It's a big difference, but it requires effort on your part. And that, people aren't even willing to risk <clears throat> their, their standing in the community to ask questions. Are they going to risk their actual lives for it, their livelihood, their jobs? Their, I mean, I, it seems unlikely. No, that's a great point. And I mean, we only have a small network without, I mean, I'm giving anything away, but we have a small network here of people, um, friends, probably not enough. We have little meetings to, you know, depending on what happens or where the country goes, where we would be helping each other out. And I really think even talking with long-term preppers, for lack of a better word, that have been doing this 25 plus years, um, I think having a network is the only way to go. Have it, you know, even if it's a small network where, this person can do this to help the other. But yeah, you're right. Even if you have that small network of people helping each other, doesn't mean what's going to happen with the rest rest of the people. Even if they're well-meaning, you know, even if they're well-meaning, you wonder, yeah, what's uh, what's what's going to happen? <clears throat> and uh, yeah, and, and I am, I don't, I, I do want to be show, you know, show that I am somewhat optimistic because I do see people waking up. And I do think that all of this, these last three and a half years have, have definitely caused people to wake up, but it's interesting because you talked about how it used to be, or it used to be um, religion, but in some ways, I think the politics has become a religion. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought you were going to say earlier, because now. Well, yeah, that's what I, that's that is true. Okay, yeah. that's what you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I see happening. Where um, I had friends in in California. Some are living up, you know, up north near the border, and and they're like, you know, um, they're prepared and the others could be in, in LA or something, but they're no, have a, they don't have a lot of money. I don't mean wealthy LA people, but they are. They got their kids the COVID shot. They got the shot. They're wearing masks again. They're wearing the booster and they think I'm, you know, completely crazy. We're, and whereas before we were friends, but I guess pre-2020, um, we just didn't sit around and talk about pol you know, politics, I guess. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't even know if I knew some of my friends' politics that well close friends yes but i mean other people who i might work with or know in different capacities but yeah it became really clear yeah you know, well your dad your dad your dad who was the prepper or your uncle who uh, who hated commies and hated jfk because he thought it was a commie that was like a trope it was like one like everybody's got one in their family and now it's like everybody in your fucking family has got hard opinions on shit they have no idea about and it's right you know uh politics is like science it really is it's like there are immutable principles that will persist throughout any situation, but the circumstances that you personally are in or that we collectively are in are going to change. And we also learn new things. So the one thing science can't be, I'm sorry, the one thing politics can't be is fundamentalist. It isn't a religion. It's not, it's not a faith. You know what I mean? It's, it, it is, it is a, the practical exercise 
of our collective will as human beings. That's what politics are. So it, <clears throat> the operative word in there is practical. You know what I mean? Like, so somebody says, well, I don't believe in any government, any government at all, even local government, fuck that. And then like, okay, well, there's results are not going to be great from that. You know what I mean? Like we need people to do a couple of things. I agree that the federal government should be either non-existent or barely existent. I agree with that. But the idea that we're not going to have like local sheriffs and shit like that, come on, man. Just just be, it's got to be practical. It has to actually work. You don't get, there's nothing noble about having a firm idea that's fucking stupid. You know what I mean? You don't get points for that. Like, oh, he's he's dumb as hell, but he's, you know, he really sticks to his guns. Nobody ever says that. That's fucking dumb. You know what I mean? So I, I really do feel like, you know, that's that's the thing about the censorship that's happened over the past couple of years that really pisses me off because the conversation is what matters. You know, it's like a relationship. The conversation you may not ever arrive at a point where you both agree on the subject, but it is the conversation that matters. It is the journey that matters in that regard. And now we're having that kind of pulled out from under us, and people are getting pissed. Yeah, yeah, I think they really are, and and that's where, um, and it, it, it's. Yeah, it's just a wild time we live in. But right, people see the censorship and hopefully can just put their differences aside and they are pissed because they want to, I mean, when they're seeing others being censored, even if they don't agree, that the whole idea is that, uh, you know, yeah. So it's, and then of course, like they, like you said, then, but if you if you don't agree with censorship, then you are a bigot and a racist. <laughs> you know? So I mean, you're anti-Semitic. They, they said that about me. Because I posted a picture of Mr. Burns. Oh yeah, I uh, saw that. That dude looks just like Rothschild. Looks just like Mr. Burns. Like it's yeah, yeah, it's like uh, it's it's. I I like I like how if you criticize one Jewish person, and it's like they try to do that shit with Soros too. Like nobody gives a fuck if George Soros is Jewish. I didn't even know he was Jewish. I know. Until like somebody called uh, somebody else anti-Semitic for talking shit about him. No, that guy is just a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Right, but if if you if you insult <clears throat> one Jewish person, or I said a, a single thing about the Rothschild family, and then then they said, well, that that Mr. Burns himself is anti-Semitic, and I said, wait, no, no, that was um, that the character's awesome, and it's he's from the creator of The Simpsons, who is Jewish, so yeah. you can't say that Mr. Burns is intrinsically anti-Semitic because and he's created by a Jewish man. I mean, yeah, we've it's gone completely. I think everything has become really polarized and extreme, but <clears throat> yeah, that's what's happening. So we, and I, I know, I know that I, I don't mean to talk about Twitter, but it's funny only because, um, or X or whatever they call it now. Um, but it is interesting because all the other platforms were taken away, but I, um, at least the big, the big platforms from me, including YouTube banned me as well two years ago this month, but um, you know, I can still kind of see what's going on there. And at least there is some, I don't know what'll happen with the CEO, but some freedom of speech because people, you know, some, we could go back to old school newsletters, how you could go back to sending newsletters in the mail or something like they did 30 years ago. But, but I think that, um, still people want community. They want, they don't want just a newsletter. They want some platform to, um, come together and to talk. And it's interesting mm-hmm. to watch is all, um, to just, you know, it's like a social experiment to see um, what's happening and, and just the, the hatred, literally, if you, um, you know, yeah, it's it's interesting. And it doesn't even have to be about about Trump, but, you know, which somehow we haven't mentioned in this, this conversation. But if we even just talk about, if I say I'm not getting the vaccine, I literally was told I was diseased yesterday. Mm, yeah. I haven't gotten any of them, but, but, you know, it was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's... Um, it's 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 really it's interesting times and and yet those people will literally say those of us that don't get the vaccine i know a lot of times they love to say another weird thing is they'll call me a nazi and and i'm like but wouldn't really you i said i find that ironic because you're saying um that if i'm a nazi but really you telling me that i don't get a shot or i'm diseased wouldn't you be the one who would be more fitting of that term (laughs) so you know it's it's kind of wild yeah, I'm not sure that uh, the vast majority of the people who know who use the phrase uh, fascist know what it means. Fascist too, yeah, you that know? too. Fascist, we <clears throat> um, and FIFA. Yeah, it's I, I I sincerely don't think they know what it means, and 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 yeah. 
you know, I, look, the reason we didn't talk about Trump is because I don't give a shit about politicians. I think they're all fucking shitbags. So yeah. um, I don't yeah. give two fucks about him or anybody else, uh, frankly. Yeah. But uh, I did, the, these wealthy families, there's a book written <clears throat> in 1937 called America's 60 Families. And this guy, uh, Lundberg, he was a journalist, he's a kind of an iconoclastic journalist, got uh, 1924 income tax information, just a, hu- a, a huge amount of it, and analyzed it and, and kind of saw where the vast majority of American wealth was. And something like 90% of all the money in America belonged to 60 families. That's six zero families. Um, <clears throat> and he breaks down how the United States entering World War One was because J.P. Morgan and, and John Francis Dodge wanted to manufacture military equipment. He breaks down how the New Deal under FDR came from Rockefeller and Morgan and Ford and a couple other companies that were going to supply a lot of the shit that the you know all the new taxes were going to pay for and all this stuff. And it's nothing new, right? That that's fascism. That is that is the the, the government yeah. working with corporate interests to manipulate people and fucking steal our money. That's all that is. That's li- that's the literal definition of fascism, and it's been going on in the, in the United States for at least a hundred years. So maybe I, I I highly encourage you to read that book. It's old. It's 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 not an easy. It's not a quick or easy read. But there's a lot of good information in there. Um, <clears throat> I will. I will. I, I, I've heard of it. And of course, people talk about those 60 families. And I guess they're going off of his of his books. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Rothschild, uh, Rockefeller, uh, J.P. Morgan, Henry Ford, Vanderbilt, Carnegie Mellon, Guggenheim, Whitney, DuPont, Astor, Prince, Firestone, Zamuri. There's like you can you, there's a there's a very long list of people that are in there. And uh, I believe um, DuPont actually tried to sue them. And did wow. not did not win if, for for what I recall, but who knows? Um, and and any, we always think of those people as the at most, or at least growing up, Rockefeller <clears throat> Center. If we go visit New York, we thought of those as the the philanthropists, you mm. know, and they kind of like Gates, or you know, what you think of Gates, or so, what some think of Gates or Soros. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, but. no, no, that's that's how it is. It's like we as Americans used to have that idea that somebody that's rich and successful. They must be somebody you can trust because they were able to succeed, right? Um, but not really like that in, in the real world. Right. Yeah. Um, we know J.P. Morgan or or Rockefeller or J or J.D. Rockefeller mm. who lived died just down the road. Um, I should say lived and died, and and the house was not. Yeah, yeah. And that's an uh, an understatement. But yet, even even though really we know what what a bad man he was not to mention jd rockefeller's father who started it all still people go for tours of the tours of the house at christmas and oh look it's a rockefeller it's got the big rockefeller sign and so yeah it's funny funny yeah it's i i think you know we set out in this country not to have an aristocracy the the founders are pretty clear about that aside from alexander hamilton he was a piece of shit and he really tried to make an aristocracy but everybody else seemed like they were against it uh to include george washington who abdicated the throne basically he could have been president for life and he decided not to run again there were no rules saying he could only serve two terms he made that as a conscious decision but i think in the same way man this is a theory of mine in the same way that absent religion will find one, I think absent heroes to worship will find some, right? Uh, and maybe maybe we should realize that uh, and start start talking about and <clears throat> not worshiping, but certainly praising and admiring the right kind of people and not people who cut throats to become successful and fucked other people over and stole from other people and, and were assholes. Maybe we should think a little bit harder about the people we deify. Um, yeah. uh, look, this has been a good conversation. Uh, if there's anything else you would like to share with all these lunatics, please go ahead. No, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. Again, I just kind of reiterate about, um, I don't think it's said enough these days, but one putting their own oxygen mask on first. Um, I don't always do it. And uh, it's not, I mean, we, we, we have to put our own, own on first before we can help other family members uh kids for those who have kids uh 
or elderly parents or whatever the case may be. And um, um, yeah, my my site where you know we have like an update list and a and we help people. We do off the grid stuff, but it's not off the grid as not using technology. It's more being self sustainable and also growing your own food and all that kind of stuff. It's <clears throat> Health Nut News. That's my name of my site. Just um, yeah, as I expected it was going to be a cute. Uh, lighthearted site where I was talking about the antioxidants and blueberries and then quickly became a very serious site with everything even for 10 years ago everything going on in the world so good well thanks for coming today I appreciate it. it's been an interesting conversation hopefully somebody got something out of it yeah I hope so I think they did yeah thank you thank you for having me yes ma'am thank you for joining and thank you all for listening this has been Citizen everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.